It's so horse racing, though, where it's like, well, we're going to keep it at like we have it. You know, we're not changing anything. You're like, oh, OK, that's great. Um, and honestly, I, it, that wouldn't surprise me if that's what happens, if, if we do try to change it. And then, you know, are you? In a couple of years, what two years? The reports are that Saratoga might have the Belmont. So then we're gonna are we gonna have the Belmont a week later after the Freakness? And I mean, what a what a joke that really is in general. <laughs> I mean, I, I, give me a break. It listen, I and mean, I'm at the point now where I don't give a shit. Change it. It doesn't matter. Change it. Like, it, what what are we what good are we doing now? There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared Who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it Started a website where players go to see all their picks The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the Website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your Bets, RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. What's up, I'm Jared Welch. It's Thursday, August 10th, and this Splinkers Off. What's up, man? What's up, guys? What's everybody watching today? Or tonight, I guess I should say, a little bit of a yeah. later start here. Kind of going to be cool, though. I kind of like it. It's like a throwback from know, right? years gone by, right? So, kind of cool to be on late. And, uh, gosh, uh, we, we have so much to talk about before we even get into the races. So this is going to be, a, it's going to be a loaded show. It's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. For one, like it, it has, it was kind of a lot on my mind today and I talked kind of thinking about what's going, going to go into today's podcast. And, and then I was like, you know, like, let's just, let's start it late. You know, that way we'd have, we have zero places to be, you know, and, and uh, you know, yeah, you're right. Like, this is how we used to do it all the time was these nine, 10 o'clock shows uh, our time. So um, it's good to be on here, um, you know, after dark with all you guys. And you're right. We, you know, we're back home from Saratoga. I don't know that we could have picked a different, more, I don't know what the word would be. Um, <laughs> disaster is maybe one um, of a weekend at Saratoga. Just like from, it's not like one thing happened and it's not like one particular thing happened. It was like, just a, a multiple of different insane events that happened day after day after day. And it was just like, what is, what is happening here? And it just continued to happen. Um, even as much as yesterday, the power going out and it's just like, what is happening in Saratoga Alterman? I know. And today we had a, we had a match race. Uh, we had a two horse field. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely was one of the weirdest weekends I've ever spent up there for sure. Uh, you know, everything else was normal except when you went to the track <laughs> and it was like, wow, what's going to happen today? They, they cancel races and it never rains any time after they cancel on Friday. And it's like, well, this is odd. We're just kind of standing outside here, just kind of enjoying ourselves. It's like, why can't we run? That was weird. And then 
And of course, Saturday uh, was just tragic. Sunday, tragic again. Um, haven't been on the turf since that race on Sunday. Um, and that was an avoidable situation. Anybody paying attention to the meet knows that turf has not been very good the whole meet. So uh, it's it's a it's a mess right now. And like I said, the power goes out on uh, Wednesday. We got a match race on Thursday. This this is the furthest thing from Saratoga right now. It does. It feels like it's like aqueduct in the summer or something. It just <laughs> it doesn't. Does. It doesn't. It, yeah. It, and I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, well, you know, I, I thought Saturday after obviously the test and in in Maple Leaf Mail, um, I thought that was the lowest that I've ever been in the horse racing world. And then I was. And then I was on a flight. I was actually wait. I was taxiing. I took. I had a huge delay on my flight home in Charlotte, and I was like, literally on the plane for like three hours before we took off. Um, and so I'm like, you know, what am I doing? I'm watching Saratoga. I'm betting. You know, I'm like, well, I'm doing something. Um, and so I thought that was the lowest I could go. And then, not not that it matters, but I once again have a bet on a horse, and the horse is about ready to roll and the horse you can tell, I mean, you knew the horse broke down and you're just like, it just went from, I've, I, I can't, I, I have to stop watching. I have to like, at least, I mean, I have, I have not watched a race since that moment of that race. And I was like, can't do it. And I haven't had, you know, I just needed a mental break. In fact, I haven't even looked at a race until today when I was handicapping for today's show, because I just couldn't, I'll be honest. I just couldn't get there, you know, like it. And it was one of those things. And, and and I'm more like talking through this out loud just because it's like, it doesn't really matter, but it's like, there was three horses over the course of Thursday, uh, Thursday to Sunday that I wagered on that died. <laughs> and I, I get like my wager means nothing, but as, in a sense, there is some sort of weird, like, I, I need to take a break from this because it feels like every time I make a bet, I'm, I'm like putting their lives at risk. And it's just, it was just, you know, so prompt, so prompt and in the, in the Glens falls, you know, you know, it was, was put down after the wire. And then of course the test and then that race and the, uh, I think the horse's name was ever summer um, in that allowance race on, on Sunday. And it just felt like, dude, I need, I need a break, man. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, we we talked about the marketability of the sport between us, and it's like, how do you market a sport like this? And the really the answer is you can't, and it's 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 impossible. You can make bad bets in any other sport, but it's you're not going to lose a race because you know your horse is dead or your player is dead, and that you know, cover your ears if you don't want to hear this, but that's, that's what is, that's what happens in horse racing sometimes. And it, we've had a horrible you know, streak of it for sure, but that's going to knock anybody down for a loop, you know, and the, the Maple Leaf Mel thing, I, I mean, that was just the worst of the worst without any doubt. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just, how do you tell somebody if that was their first day at the track? How do you tell them, Hey, you know, come back tomorrow. You don't. Right. And, and we were standing at the paddock bar and you, and you look out towards the, the entryway there and uh, the, the, the exits were just flooded with people. Uh, they, they were out of there. They said, Before we're done with the Whitney. Yeah. And yeah. 
we might as well have been. I mean, we were pretty much just a show of ourselves. We watched two more races and we got out of there too. And the ninth race ran and I barely knew it was even running. Uh, you know, I looked up and they were on the back stretch. And then the 10th race, we did go out and, and watch it, you know, from the grandstand. But at the same time, it was just like, I, I don't really care what happens here, you know, and we're running the Whitney and I'm like, I don't, I just kind of want to leave. So it was awful. It, it was absolutely awful. And I mean, I'm with you. I, it, it's hard to get back up after that kind of thing. Yeah. And it was, you're right. I was the same way. Like I was like, Oh, uh, you know, they're in the stretch of the Saratoga Derby, the next race, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, like I, I like, Oh, there's my horse, you know? And it's like, you just, I don't know. You lost a lot. I mean, and it was, I never had seen it other than maybe when Zenyatta lost the classic, I've never seen a track so quiet. Um, but certainly not midway through the, through the card. Um, you know, it just was just quiet. You could tell it was very, I mean, dude, I don't need, I mean, it, 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 I've never, I've never, I've never seen anything like it. That would happen in the test. It was just, we were, we were watching with a buddy of ours, Coleman, and he came in, you know, obviously with a bunch of other people in the, in the paddock bar. And, and I, you know, it, like it literally like, and I'm not saying this like, oh, you know, like you look, you were ahead of me. You look back. I it literally dropped me to my knees. Yeah. Because it was, was you've never, it have, we've seen it all. We've all seen it. You pull, you watch racing or play, but you know, this, the horses long enough, you've seen it. But when it happens like that and, and right there at the wire and you're celebrating, you know, I had Maple Leaf Mill. I had that, you know, I was like so excited, you know, celebrating like, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, you go from that to just, and it just knowing instantaneously that she's dead. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it, I don't know. It took the wind completely out of me and, and, uh, man, just, you know, just true. And then, you know, she ran just an unbelievable race. I never lost. It's just really a shame. Obviously it's a shame, but just the, for it to end like that, it, it just, it was hard. It was hard. It's still hard to kind of get past that because I don't know. It's kind of gone from that to, you know, to, to racing to like, man, I hope they just finished the race, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. You just kind of, it feels a lot like Santa Anita back, back in the day when they were having all yeah. these problems, you'd watch yeah. the race and you'd count how many, you know, started the race and then you would count, how many crossed the wire, you know, and I don't think it's to that point, but it, it kind of started to feel like it. it's like, yeah, let's just hope everybody comes home safe, you know, and that's, it's rough. It's rough. And, and we're not even getting into all the other issues they've had with taking races off the turf one minute to post before the pick five. And yeah, yeah. That happened Sunday after another break, you know, the breakdown we talked, I mean, that was a freaking disaster in itself. Yeah. So, and, and now, like I said, we haven't been on the turf since. So there's obviously, you know, problems with the turf and that's no surprise. Anybody that watches the races there, you know, there's been bobbles and stumbles on that turf. It's it's bad right now. This is not this is not fun times for the sport, and it should be because this should be the highlight of uh, the season, um, other than maybe the Triple Crown, obviously. But and it, it's just not um, now. Thankfully, Del Mar having a really nice meet, but boy, Saratoga, man, it's a lot of it's bad luck. You know the weather; they can't they can't you know they can't you know they they can't control that. But 
some of this other stuff, it's like, yeah, this is this is not good. Yeah, it happened multiple times Saturday. We noticed it uh, on Saturday. Like you see the like these horses were running down the stretch. I, I I'm, I'm pretty sure it cost a few horses, um, at least placing, if not a win. That that bobbled in the stretch, you know, yep. and, and took a weird step. And I mean, thank goodness they were okay. And then obviously it wasn't bad enough apparently to keep them off the turf on Sunday. And we saw what happened. So um, everyone we talked to was like, "Yeah, it's a bog," you know, it's still a bog, which it probably was. I mean, it rained a ton. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's just it's just the like the comedy I think of it all. It's just like if you're gonna like. If you're gonna uh, like say let's go to Friday, you know it's like okay. If you want to take off the the um, the Hall of Fame, if you want to take it off the turf, maybe you only have three horses run or whatever. Like at least that's fine. Like I think we everyone understands like the like you said the weather is the weather. You can't do anything about it. Or if you want to cancel it immediately, I mean that sucks. But it, but it's like just sit there forever and then wait for the rain to stop and then say, oh wait, we're gonna cancel it. And mm-hmm. it just is like okay that makes no sense i mean like you said we we walked out of there and it was perfectly you know the weather was fine yeah um and so it's just like little stuff i i i it's not really necessarily that it's happening it's how it's being handled right now and like the the pick five thing is just i don't i mean i think you i mean if you tried to explain that to like a a serious just general sports better like hey by the way in our sport this is what i mean It'd be like it'd be like someone making a bet, you know, in an NFL game, and then as they like lined up to kick the, you know, the the opening kickoff, you find out, oh, by the way, Mahomes is out. Oh, go ahead, and you're just like, whatever. I mean, I know it's different, but it's not that different in a sense of you're changing the situation of the game of how you may might make the bets right as soon as they're starting. Yeah, Mahomes is out, and you're getting uh, ten times worse a price than you would have got if he was playing. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it was like, you know, it's like you got even money on the chiefs and then 30 seconds before kickoff, they go, Mahomes is out. And now you're minus 800. <laughs> wait, yeah. hold on. Wait, can I change this? No, can't change no. it. No. What? Like it's a, it's a disaster. And the, the biggest there, well, I shouldn't say the biggest, there's three real fundamental problems. Uh, and, 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 you know, the, the people running horse racing, having no idea who their customer is, how their customer thinks. It's, it's insane that you are that out of touch. You know, it it would be like us. I mean, seriously, it's really this bad. It would be like us saying, Hey, we've got 10 races offered here at Saratoga today for our customers. We know you guys want all 10 races. So go ahead and buy it. We got all 10 and then they buy it and there's only four races on the card. And so you get an email and you're like, well, it says 10 races. Why is there only four? And we're like, I don't know. That's literally <laughs> what it is. Like, that's how that's how out of touch most of the people running things and racing, that's how out of touch they are with their customer. I think, you know, I was talking to Samich about it. Is it's like, I think in their head, they took it off the turf and they thought, well, that's all right. Before the those races come, they can re-handicap them. They're not even thinking that, well, what about the pick fives? What about the pick threes? What about the doubles? What about the four? They're not even thinking about that because they don't, they're clueless on who the customer is. And if you watch the interview uh, with the, the Naira CEO on talking horses, you realize he's absolutely fucking clueless about who his customer is. Is he clueless about like how to run like the schematics of a business? Probably not, but is he clueless on who the, who actually makes his company 
run or his organization run? Yes. And it was clear. He didn't have any idea about the gambler, how all of it works. He, he was clueless. So, and that in a nutshell is the the problem of the sport entirely because yes. everyone it's all ran of what we think we want to do and we don't care what anyone else wants what thinks or does. Yep. And they just operate how they want to operate and the bottom line is they know people are still going to uh are still going to to wager they're still going to bet there. Yep. I mean, yeah, we'll be pissed for a day, but tomorrow I'll handicap and I'll bet again. And that's the reality of it. And I think until that changes, until we start seeing people walk away from the game, which honestly you add in the, the deaths and you add in this kind of shit and you add in the, the cancellations and, and, and whatever, like we're diehards. And even I'm like, Lee, I don't know how much more oh. I can take of this. It, it's, it's, it's time to stop kidding. Long-term this game is dead. And you can, I'm sure people will comment. Oh, that's no long-term. This game is dead. We're not making new people. There's no way new people are going to join this game. It's just not going to happen now in, in our lifetimes, Jared, we're in, in, in magic. See you're on here. And a lot of the people on here and in your lifetimes, probably going to be around. I think it's going to contract over the years, but we're going to be around. But the biggest difference is new people younger people they're gonna not if they you know they're gonna be like well i don't want to sit there and watch horses die okay that's a group of people or these younger people that have sports readily available for them to bet now and then they say well let's try racing and then something like what we're describing happens they're gonna go you know what no i think i'll just bet the nfl i don't really need to go bet this race less and less new fans are coming into this game And, and Long term, this thing is dead, and it is totally on the hands of the incompetence of horse racing upper management, and it's on the hands of people in horse racing that have control over data feeds and won't let anybody use them, and have control over videos and won't let anybody use them because they don't care about the sport, they don't care about growing the sport, they care about themselves, they care about making money. Period. They want to hold anybody down that's new. Period. That's what it is. That's from guys that have been in it for ten years and try to get to higher levels and get held down by these people. And it happens over and over and over. And that's just it. I mean, that's, that's the facts of it. And you could argue with me all you want. I don't really care because I've, I've live it. I live it every day. I see it up close every day. It's it's just going to get worse unless there's some drastic changes in the sport. It's a, it's the good old boys. You know, that's what we yep. operate. If you're yep. in it, if you've been in it for a long time or whatever, then that's fine. But the newcomers, we've had to fight and claw and, and we, and honestly, if we weren't as, as uh, persistent and, and hardworking and I don't want to like pat ourselves on the back, but if we, there's been a lot of times where we could have said, fuck it, you know, like, we'll just, I mean, this is not worth it. And, and honestly, I'm starting to have that conversation with myself because <laughs> It's hard to consider. It's like kind of like banging your head against the wall over and over and expecting something different to happen than to get like a headache. And, and it's just like, no, well, I mean, I keep doing it, you know, and um, it kind of feels like you're trying to grow a business or trying trying to grow a sport or whatever with your hands tied behind your back and, and your mouth, you know, you know, closed and you can't do anything. can't say anything. can't operate. Dude, I'll never forget the funniest thing happened. And I think I've told you this. I may have said it on the show, but it's like when I was talking to a buddy, someone I knew acquaintance or I don't remember who it was. Um, but it was like, you're talking about horse racing. Let's talk about something happened. You know, some take, draw something out of the hat. So some, something shitty happened. And they're like, I can't believe like the, was there not like a, is there not like a, uh, the, the commissioner or I can't remember how they said it, but is the commissioner not like 
enforce anything. I'm like, <laughs> I just started laughing. I thought, oh no, 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 we don't, we don't have one of those actually. So like, what? It's like that. That's like step one. How do you expect other people to take you seriously if we don't even know how to handle our shit ourselves? And that that how we can't compete with the sports. Forget about it. It. I mean, I, I realize this is a very much of a downer um, situation here, but like we're gonna say how we feel, and I I think in I don't know how many years it's gonna be many years, but it'll be a point. You know how we look at harness racing when we go, we're like, let's just go fuck around the harness track, like yep. whatever. That's yeah, I did that lot, uh, two weekends ago. Yeah, that's absolutely. what horse racing is going to be. That's what it is. If I mean, you weren't is, in it, that's it, what it is. It is on a bigger level, but <laughs> true. <laughs> but then you'll start seeing, well, the Derby's not on NBC anymore. It's on NBC Sports. And then from NBC Sports, it's going to be on, you know, Fox Sports 2. And then Peacock. after that, you know what I mean? It's going to slowly, yeah. it's not going to just go away tomorrow, but it's no. going to slowly go. And then eventually it'll be like, hey, you want to go, you want to go to Oakland? Like, let's go to Saratoga. And it's like, it's, it's just not going to have the same thing about it, you know, because people aren't betting it. And I don't blame them. Do you have any families, family or friends that aren't in the horse racing industry that have any care or knowledge or even know that it's around? I didn't. <laughs> I haven't had one person ask me who won the Whitney. No. How was the Whitney? Nope. Nothing. Nope. They asked me about <laughs> the horse that died. Yep. So. I have no family members that care that it exists. I have no friend, like friends I went to high school with, friends I went to college with. Uh, never do they ask me about it ever. No, no. I it, it's it's not. I mean, even this year, like in the dirt, like Derby, they didn't even really ask. Maybe one or two. You know, you're right. I mean, it's it's, and you know, you talk about lack of a uh, uh, leadership. The Triple Crown is getting ready to get to basically just go away because of this lack of leadership and, and all parties acting for their own sake, yeah. right? So that's that's the next thing that's going to come up. The Triple yeah. Crown is in is in jeopardy of being in huge trouble. If you missed it, Pimlico wants to move to four weeks after the Derby, and Naira says we have no interest in moving, which would essentially mean we're going to run the Preakness and then a week later run the Belmont and you may laugh at that. And you may go, Oh, that'll never happen. That's crazy. That will 100% happen. In my opinion, I really think there's a good chance that's going to happen and effectively ruin the only marketing tool this sport has to the masses, right? Listen, we have marketing tools for people that are in the game, but for the mainstream public, the triple crown is the only thing that we have and they're getting ready to ruin it. Yep. Yeah, so the the report was uh, the CEO of well, First Racing, which is like Pimlico and that group. Um, they told Thoroughbred Daily News that yeah, they want to move it to four weeks out from the Kentucky Derby, which obviously it's not. It's two weeks right now, um, and so it's you know five weeks is where those the, the right currently the five week gap or the five week you know three races, and and obviously like you said, a week later it'd be the Belmont. Um, and it's just, it's so, it's so like, it, it's so horse racing though, where it's like, well, we're going to keep it at like we have it, you know, we're not changing anything. You're like, Oh, okay. That's great. Um, and honestly, I, it, that wouldn't surprise me if that's what happens if, if we do try to change it. And then, you know, are you, 
in a couple of years, what two years, the reports are that Saratoga might have the Belmont. So then we're gonna are we gonna have the Belmont a week later after the Freakness? And I mean, what a what a joke that really is in general. <laughs> I mean, I, I, give me a break. It listen, I mean, I'm at the point now where I don't give a shit. Change it. It doesn't matter. Change it. Like, <laughs> it, what what are we what good are we doing now? So I I, I mean. Honestly, though, dude, I don't know. I've, I've had, even though, it, like, the triple crown matters when we have one on the line. But to a, like, as far as, like, the the regular viewers, right? But, like, if, like, I've had people, like, I talk about horse races, stuff, like, I didn't even realize they ran after the Derby. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I realize how wild that sounds, but a lot of people don't realize there's anything after that, you know? Yeah. And that's it. And that's like in recent years, like since we've had two triple crowns and, you know, so it's like they still don't even really know there's anything after the Kentucky Derby. And that in itself is a problem because if they don't care, why do we care? Exactly. What can I really add to that? I mean, that's just another. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just get it all out one weekend, just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's a, uh, it's a mess. It's we're in a mess right now. And you know, put, put all this behind us and say, hey, Saratoga has a great last 19 days of the meet and, and everything's going great. And we lead up to the breeders cup. We have a great breeders cup. If we turn the corner and that's what happens to the triple crown. <laughs> I mean, you're right back in the mess. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a rough, rough uh, week. Let's just, let's just, I guess, end it, wrap it up with that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just been rough. So on that note, let's do some uh, horse racing picks. What do you guys say? Uh, today's show, we're going to give picks and preview uh, Saturday's $500,000 four-star Dave handicap at Saratoga, a Breeders' Cup winning your end for the 2023 Breeders' Cup fan duel mile. They're going to give rapid fire selections for some of the remaining stakes races this weekend at Saratoga, Del Mar. And I think, don't quote me on this, but maybe making it's, debut on the podcast colonial downs making an appearance who we're getting apparently the arlington million is now colonial downs including the one hundred thousand dollar or one one million dollar arlington million let's go might as well be a hundred thousand dollar race um yeah we're just changing it up every every year changing it to a new new track yeah flawless listen like there's to a point where i get it but i mean and i'm not saying christopher like i mean i like we have at some point we our choices are to just keep bitching nothing changes or just sadly go with the status quo keep doing what they're everyone else is doing not give a shit and just keep moving on until the horse racing world dies because at that like what are we supposed to do? So we're until until something else happens, we're, and we're gonna just go back to talking about horse racing. What I've learned is that's all all the media. Not I, that's not fair. The majority of the media, when 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 bad things happen, it's just yeah, on to the next, yeah, on to the next. They they, they just ignore it, you know. Yeah. Not that they could do anything about it, they can't. So that could be the right attitude. I would like to give a special shout out to not not just Magic, but really anyone, but especially Magic because he's on our team. But um, to anyone that had to be live during or after Saturday's test, because you know I we were obviously there, we were not 
live though. I mean, you and I, we were able to kind of sit in silence or whatever and just kind of, you know, not, but magic, you know, poor guy, like they just kicked off the live stream and then that happened and trying to kind of reboot from that. And I don't know real, I, I have not heard or anything like what happened with Naira and how they kind of, or, or, uh, you know, TVG or any of the stations, like just anything that would have been tough. You know, if we, if I, if we were live, I don't know that I could have kept on just pretending like I care about the Saratoga Derby and the, and the, uh, and the Whitney, you know, seemed like a lot of people that I, I was hearing that people in the comments were like, do what you want to do. Cause I think he ended it for a minute. They kind of went away people were like, just kind of do what you want to do, but we wish you would kind of stay on. So I think they stayed on because of that. Yeah, I. It's tough. I get it. So, but well, by the way, I, we didn't really even talk about the actual race. But Cody's wish is not going to classic. <laughs> um, I think we think we can establish that now. Why do Barrio is <laughs> training up to it too, which makes it just so easy to to predict. Shut up! Going. Are you serious? He's training to it. Yeah. Well, that's what they're leaning towards right now is training up for to the race. Because according to his trainer, Dutro, that the horse does better off of layoffs. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> so that'll make it easy to know. Uh, to, yeah, Vinny, uh, Dirt Mile. I mean, Eat. makes sense. Um, it's hard to believe a horse would be that... Is, is I mean, obviously, he did not run his A race. I think we can establish that. But it's hard to believe a horse could be as good and as bad as he was in a difference of a mile in a mile, in a mile and eight, you know? So it, Well, when they popped the gate, his head was sideways, and he didn't get out very well, and that was it. He didn't get involved at all. Um, he never – listen, the thing about it is he could have ran the best race of his life, and he wouldn't have beat White Barrio. Which and, really would have been, I mean, that would have made it even worse as far as to, to stomach that one. At least the, Cody's wish was not even in the conversation necessarily. Finished third, beaten and, by a mile. But if he if if he would have ran like a bang up race, you know, and still got beat by Wada Barrio, you're just like, give me a fucking break, you know. Well, and let's not even, you know, horse racing has so many problems that we spent 25 minutes talking about them and didn't even mention. Where did that come from? A trainer that's been suspended 10 years comes back, gets a horse. He's already got a grade one win. And the horse runs a race that he hasn't even, See it hasn't it. even been a wet dream of his to run that good. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not, this is not a hate on white Barrio session or even a Dutro hate, to be honest, but where did that come? Like people are like, I told you why Barrio. It's like, he hasn't even, he didn't improve like a couple links. He was in another stratosphere. So, I, I mean, not surprised he when when Cody's wish didn't run very well. It's like okay, yeah, White Barrio could win for sure. We talked about it. If Cody's wish doesn't do well, any of the five can win. If White Barrio wins by a couple links, it's like yeah, that that makes sense. But a no doubt one ten buyer run off the screen i mean it, it was just like i don't i don't where did that come from you know i mean i don't know that you know 
many people are are curious about where it came from, but it's still, it's like, and we even said like, what's the worst horse I could win after this day, after the day that we, this racing, not just us, but this in general, the horse racing has had, what's the worst horse. And it was like, well, it's obviously why to barrio, you know, like considering, and I hate to say that because like the horse doesn't, has done nothing wrong, but considering the trainer used to be trained by Safi, trained by Dutro, the former, you know, the former villain of horse racing. And it's just like, oh, and he wins by a mile. Well, I want to be very clear before I get accused of, oh, you're just mad because you didn't bet him. That result meant, meant nothing to me from bet. I had one of the best betting days ever. Okay. So I don't care that Cody's wish got beat. I don't care. That's not what this is. I do care when a horse runs like 15 links better than he's ever run. And again, this is not why to barrio hate. We've had the owner on this, on, on this channel before I, I bet why to barrio many times at Gulfstream as a three-year-old I've chased him some after it's not any of that. So don't even start with that comment from, because I know people will say, Oh, you're just mad. I just want somebody to explain to me how he could run that good. Yeah. Yeah. And to just, like you say, if you think he's going to win, that's fine. Uh, if you picked him, great. But even yeah. if you picked him and thought he would win the whole time, you're not, and you never thought, well, he's going to demolish that field. I mean, anyone who runs a 110, you're like, well, that horse will win just based off who was in the race. Right. And so it was like for him to run that race, though, is just. But now it's a huge problem because, like I said, he's training up to the classic. At least that's the latest of what I've heard. And and if he does, a horse that came out of, I mean, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but I mean that performance came out of nowhere. And now you got to sit on that and wonder what is he going to do in the classic? He's probably going to be sub ten to one, right? He's going to be like eight to one, six to one, depending on what happens between now and then with other you know other races. And so it's like you're going to sit on that one and just wonder. Is he going to do it again? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a problem for sure. Cause I, you know, he's now obviously going out to, to, to Santa Anita as well. And got to compete with, well, you know, out there. So it's, you just never know. They're off in the four star day, Saturday, Saratoga race nine, the four star Dave handicap. It's a grade one worth $500,000, a handicap for three-year-olds and up going one mile on the inner turf. Listen, you've got a, a it's a Breeders' Cup race, so it's a, it's a race obviously that's it's got implications. Breeders' Cup um, uh, win for the uh, what is it for the 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 mile right? Mm-hmm. So it, the four star Dave and the Beverly D. We've got two two Breeders' Cup winner ends this weekend. Field of seven, and it's really between. I mean, at least on paper, between the six Casa Creed. And the four Annapolis at eight to five and seven to five. Emmanuel in there as well. If you want to throw him in there, the other Pletcher, I guess you can call it at three to one. But really between those two, maybe three, where are you going? Yeah, look, I, I don't know how you go against. Well, I don't, let me let me let me back up. Who knows what this turf course is going to be like? Who knows they're going to be on the turf? Let's pretend like the tur- course is normal and everything's normal. I don't know how you you beat Casa Creed in here unless you're Emmanuel. You know, that's a horse that he hasn't really faced. But Casa Creed was a pretty easy winner over Annapolis last time out. So I don't have a lot of interest uh, in playing Annapolis. I just don't see a situation where he turns the corner uh, and turns the tide on Casa Creed unless it's just a really bad trip or something like that. I guess Emmanuel could get it done. Uh, He did look pretty good last time out in the poker. 
But for me, I think it's Casa Creed's race to lose, man. He loves Saratoga. He loves going a mile. He looks awful tough in here to me. Yeah, winner of this race last year as well. Um, won the four-star Dave uh, over Eagle Glory and Mason. Of course, uh, did not win again until last time out, like you mentioned, the Kelso, where the horse did uh, kind of roll against uh, Annapolis. I'm with you. I think he's the easily the, the the one to beat. I I don't know how you can you can beat him. Just certainly not Annapolis. Well, that's who I'm picking. I'm picking the four <laughs> Annapolis. So, uh, listen. The reason why, and I get it. Like it's hard to like if they're going to be floating right there at the same price, it's going to be tough to play. But I'm hoping that Annapolis floats up a bit. And <clears throat> the reason why is I look at this race and I look at this horse and I'm thinking. You know, I went back and watched the Kelso cl- closely, and I thought Annapolis got a weird ride. You know, I, I I thought he was further back than he probably needed to be. You know, Irad has ridden this horse every single time. I think that was interesting as well. Irad jumps to Annapolis. Obviously, I don't know if he jumps, but you know, he's rode the you know also rode a manual the last couple times as well. So to me, that tells me Annapolis is the is the pletcher you want. And you know, I. I he looked he, he once he got in the clear, once he got running, obviously Casa Creed got the jump on him, but once he got up there, like he was running with him, he just was too far back. I think if he can get a little bit better trip, this becomes a lot more competitive of a race between those two. So I'm taking uh Annapolis to, to kind of maybe get a, a, a rematch, a little bit of revenge on Casa Creed, but I really think it's between those two. I, I frankly would be a little surprised. You know, Emmanuel's been great. Yeah, he, at times, right? He's tough to kind of guess. And he is a very versatile horse. I the the class is stepping up here for him, certainly for sure. But he certainly could do it. I, I don't I would almost like to see Emmanuel on the front end, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that would make sense. You look at this race, there's not a lot of pace. You know, the three, my sea cottage, <laughs> oddly enough, who I had picked to win the last race last week, and he scratched out of it. <laughs> he's now the lone speed in this race, so he's going from a starter allowance <laughs> up to this. He's still picking him, right? <clears throat> I'm not picking him in this one, but I, I did put him in fourth because I thought, you know what? He might stick around because he is at lone speed, but hopefully Emmanuel, like said, can kind of go up there. And I think that's how you kind of turn the tables ish as you kind of, you kind of get a little bit further ahead. Maybe Annapolis can do that as well. I totally agree with your comment on Annapolis as far as probably not the preferred trip in the, in the Kelso. And also I thought he was pretty good in that race. Like I didn't, I didn't step away and go, boy, Annapolis, not very good in that one. I thought he showed up with his race and that's why I even more, I'm like, I just think Casa Creed is a little better than he is up at Saratoga uh, specifically. So that's why I went Casa Creed here, but you know, to be fair, I picked Annapolis the first time they, they, they matched up and I was wrong. Um, so we'll see here if, if, if maybe Annapolis can turn the tables. He, he, he certainly has a lot of quality and he ran pretty well last time out. I, I can't argue that. I mean, I love Costa Creed. I, I, you know, this is a horse that's been, you know, he's now seven years old and, and has continued to kind of run. I mean, he ran a hundred buyer that day in that Kelso and, you know, it's really been what he runs every race really for the most part for the last couple of years. And so it's really, it really incredible what he's able to do, especially the way he kind of runs that you can kind of count on him for the most part to perform every single time. So I, I certainly think he, you know, like Nick, you said five starts at Saratoga, three wins, two thirds. So, I mean, he shows up at Saratoga every single time. So I think it really is. I'm probably going to play those two. 
it depends. I haven't looked at the the total sequence. Obviously, I've looked at race eight. We'll talk about the Saratoga special here coming up in rapid fire. Um, but I haven't totally looked at the whole the sequence there. So, you know, I might have to go thin um, in this spot. I, I might leave Emmanuel out though, just because I I, I I I'm okay with leaving everyone else out. Obviously, um, wouldn't you be shocked if anyone else other than those three wins? No, yeah, I would be. I, I definitely would be. I'm kind of scanning his Dutro have one. No, he doesn't. No, I would be I would be pretty shocked if, if anybody but those three win. They I, seem I like the three big standouts. And um yeah, I you know, I, I mean nice chocolate give, is a horse that yeah. sometimes could run well, but I, I just don't think he's quite as good as those top three. Yeah, you said it. I mean that's the only horse I looked at a little bit, right? The seven mm-hmm. ice chocolate, just because it's like He's been competitive somewhat, you know, jumped up to the mile last time out and ran in the mile longer than, you know, seven furlongs in quite some time. Cassie put him in there, Uh, ran fourth, only beaten two and a quarter to, you know, the same two in this race. And, you know, you got to think maybe if the horse gets another start at this distance, gets Rosario aboard here. Crazier things have happened, I suppose, at Saratoga. So that would be the only one Um, I would almost just to juice it up, it would only you, you you know consider using that horse underneath those two or something like that just to to get creative. But I really think it's between those two. Do you think Annapolis? I, I think this is a big race for Annapolis because mm-hmm. we know what Costa Creed is. I mean, Costa Creed is he's seven. He's he's a big time horse. He's been doing this for a long time. Annapolis, you know, he's only four. We haven't seen a lot of him. Um, certainly, haven't seen a lot of him this year. It was only third race this year, but he's kind of we need to see him kind of is he yes he does have a grade one under his belt but is he kind of that that breeder's cup type horse you know is he that kind of horse or is he a really good uh you know grade two grade three occasional grade one kind of horse you know i think this is a big race for him to kind of go up against a horse like casa creed and, and find out yeah no i agree I definitely agree. It's a it's a big time race because he's won big uh, like big races, good races, but he's never been able to beat like this kind of horse. Right, so I think right. that's well, he's never been able to consistently you know string together races like this. I should say so. It's a big one for him. I think I think he is a Breeders' Cup type. I don't think I don't know if he's good enough to win it or not. But like if he wins this one, he obviously is because this is not an easy race and. This has produced a lot of uh, Breeders' Cup mile winners over the years, so it's a huge race for him. I totally agree because if he go, if he runs like third and it's like he ran as good as he could run, he just got beat again. Then you kind of it's like yeah, okay, we kind of know what we got with this, and it's not a world yeah. beater. Yeah, I'd even go as far as saying like if he runs like the same race as he did against like if he if those two run run the same race and like they did in the Kelso, let's say, mm-hmm. then you just say well. I don't know that Casa Creed is necessarily like a, he's certainly not like a shoe in for any kind of breeders cup race. No. And he can't compete with him. Right. And, and so I think that's, you need to see him turn the tables really to, in order for him to, to kind of say, okay, that is a good horse or, you know, I don't want to say he's not a good horse, but that is like a legit breeders cup type horse. So, you know, both these horses ran in the breeders cup last year, obviously different races. Um, You know, Casa Creed on the turf sprint did not run well. And then, Annapolis was, you know, he was off like a five to one and then the Breeders' Cup mile and ran awful, you know, finished 11th that day, never really, you know, ran at all. So, you know, he's one that would, you'd like to see get back to the Breeders' Cup uh, 
and see if he can turn the tables and, and get that win. But he's going to have to do it here um, in, in the four-star Dave. I've got Annapolis. Halterman is going with number six, Casa Creed. Yeah, that's a that's a good race. That's a it's gonna be a fun race to see those two. Even though even though it seems like it's just those two, you know, to see how I, I really think we need to like Annapolis needs to get the jump on him. You know, that's the biggest yep. thing, and he didn't get that last time. Yep. He might be able. He may not be able to hold him off, right? But I think if he can get the jump on him, it's certainly like you know Annapolis went wide, like even wider than 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 Casa Creed last time out, and was behind him. It was just not like you. It's not the trip that you want from him. I think sometimes when you're a big favorite, like he was a big favorite last time out, you ride a little differently than when you're a horse or, or when you're on a horse that, you know, he's an underdog. You, you know what I mean? Like, I think he just said, Oh, I could just ride him like the best horse. And he wasn't right. the best horse. So will he get a little more creative? Will he think about those kind of things you're laying out this time is going to be, you know, the big question. And, Probably yes is the answer. You, when, when you get beat, you try new things. So that's probably what will happen. They'll, they'll try to get the jump on them. They'll try to get a little bit more ahead of them this time, and we'll see if it works out. Yeah, you try. I think like you're saying, like you, you kind of try to uh, – you you assume you can go wide. You assume you can yeah. lay off of this pace or whatever. You know, you can go inside. You can, like, you can cut the corners, whatever you need to do because you're the one, you know, the, the four to five shot, you know, you should win or whatever. And so like you're saying, like, if you play like, Oh shit, like we, we need to, I need to make sure I run, ride a perfect race here with against Costa Creed. Mm-hmm. You, you maybe see the, the jockey a little more, I don't know on it. So that's a good point. All right. Time for rapid fire presented by racing dudes. Best bets. If you haven't checked out racing dudes, best bets, make sure you go over to racing dudes.com right now and check it out on the home page there you just look at the main menu and look at best bets click that and you'll see the best bets page it's also on screen right here if you're watching this live or on youtube look this is the best bets page we've got everything from the you know, obviously nfl coming up here mlb nba nhl but obviously we focus on horse racing especially this time of the year with saratoga and del mar running you can get an idea of everyone's you know records how they're doing how they've done this week you know the profits they've done all time you can go down here to the bottom you can see the leaderboard see how everyone's doing like all time you can go you can go down to last week you can go down to everything you want to get an idea oh wow last week was not good for me minus 695 it was a rough week last week uh but listen it's that's what makes it great you can go through and say hey this is how these guys are doing and i want to i want to fade them i want to play them you can go through and see how they've done uh race by race or pick by pick and just get an idea of not it's, it's it's a lot of people ask us hey you know who do you like you know you have all these picks for saratoga today but who do you really like well this is your way to do it who does who's jared who's aaron who, does, who do we really like on today's card how are we playing that race it's, it's very similar to the best or to uh, the uh, the betting bible so if you've, if you've downloaded those before very similar to that only get it every day go to the best bets page at racingdudes.com to learn more all right let's go to the race prior to the four-star day race eight at saratoga on saturday it is the saratoga special it's a grade two we're 200k for two-year-olds dude this is always a fun race uh, every year six and a half furlongs field of six shows up here four to five on rhyme schemes uh, for the cassie horse norm cassie seven to two on edified hall at three to one those are your top three choices where are you going here do you go you believe in the four to five shot 
Yeah, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take number six rhyme schemes on top here. I think he's pretty darn good. If he runs back to that last race, they're going to have a hard time uh, beating him. But I'm I'm using two horses here. I'm using number four Hall as well. You know, the thing about him, he kind of won from a little bit off of it. Not much, but a little bit. And I think you'll kind of sit a decent trip. And if the six isn't the real deal, I think the four Hall is going to be the one to jump up there and pick him up uh, late. So I thought it was a really good debut for the four. I thought it was a better second race, though, for the six. I think the six will be really tough. So six fours where I'm leaning in this one. Yeah, I, 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 it's a tough race. And it's. I think he's got a couple of good horses in here. I have a feeling that, that <laughs> no matter who I pick, Market Street and D.A. Lucas is going to beat me. I'm just going. <laughs> I'm, I'm like that's that. Ha it's happened to me twice already. This meet, whoever I really like in this race and pick, I'll yeah. probably have a safer bet on the two horse because that happens every time. And it's even like the last one a little bit. It's like, well, you ran pretty good on debut, and then uh, and then it was bad in the next race. It's like, of course he he rebounds here. Uh, but no, uh, listen, I I went with the number four Hall for Todd Pletcher. Uh, where I ran Ortiz on the mount here, you know, has been working really well. I, you know, I would look at a lot of works when it comes to these kind of horses or these kind of races with these two-year-olds and, and lightly raced ones. Listen, the, I, I mean, the six is going to be tough. Um, and that horse runs anywhere near. I don't know if that's a real number, you know, if, if the, the 94 buyer, I know the horse got a big time time form as well on that last race for, for rhyme schemes. If he runs anywhere near that, that's a legit number. It's not going to matter, you know. That's that's a that's a legit number for a second start for a two year old. But I'm assuming that that was a, a little bit of an inflated number. So give me number four Hall. Um, you know, this, this horse has been working with the Pirate. You know, you know that horse that for yep. Todd Fletcher that ran really well on debut as well, and outworking him, frankly. And it, it kind of the word is in the barn. This has kind of become the 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 horse they like is from the two year old department at least right now. So give me the four Hall. Uh, D'Angelo Hall? No, not that Hall. Um, listen, what is this? Your picks. You've been on fire today, at Del Mar Alterman. Yeah. Well, yeah. Done. Thanks, Vicky. Good to good to see you too. I don't I don't see you as quite as much because I'm not on Twitter anymore. But I'm glad you're here. And yeah, it was a good day. Uh, Cruising Man won the sixth at six to one. Uh, horse was like twelve to one a, a couple minutes before post and went down to six to one. But still. Yeah, it was a good day. It was, it was a really good day for the free picks. And, uh, for yeah, it was good. Really good. Um, hey, I wanted to mention Just Steel and BU, the horse you're talking about, the Lucas horse, you know, that just beat out BU. Yeah. I would keep a, a hard eye on those two horses moving forward. I, I think they're both really good. Um, I, I saw quotes from Lucas. Of course, he's talking Just Steel up. But he ran pretty good. The number came back good. And Lucas even said in the interview, he goes, you know, just steel is going to probably be better when he stretches out. He said, there's no doubt Todd's horse is going to be better stretching out. So keep an eye out for just steel and BU. It was uh, the second race on Whitby day. It was a really sharp race. So keep an eye for those two. Really, really good race. Like yep. it was just, I mean, we obviously watched, you know, hit the wire at the same time. And it was just a like, the one looked like a winner. The two fought back. It was a really good race from both of those horses. And then there was the the. Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up now. What was the horse's name that ran on Sunday? That was really impressive as well. Oh, Ways and Means. Yeah, that yeah. was a filly for Chad Brown. Another and yeah, that that time. Mm -hmm. That looked like a monster to me. Yes. Yes. Very on the dirt. Very very impressive two year olds. So there's a couple two year olds both in each department there that 
that have some uh, signs of life here as we get into that kind of season. So, yeah, I'm with you. I I, I'm, I thought those horses on on Saturday were really really impressive. Uh, <laughs> over under just steel running eight times before January first. It's going to be close. I'll go the over. under, but maybe six. Over. <laughs> uh, from a time form, time form standpoint, Ways and Means got a 98. Now, of course, she was under wraps, barely asked to run. So, you know, take that for what you want to take that. But uh, 106 and a 105 for Just Steel and BU. Yeah, bright work was good too, Vicky. Um, yeah. You're starting to see these horses. And not to mention, um, there's been a bunch out, out west that have looked really impressive, both yep. uh, for Baffert. Uh, Mandela had one the other day. I think it was on Saturday as well. Um, the Baffert horse. What was that horse's name? The Justify Colt that uh... Uh, Heartland is who you're talking about. Heartland. That's a nice horse. Go watch oh. Heartland's debut uh, a couple weekends ago. Uh, Saturday, I think it was two weekends ago on Saturday. That's at, at uh, Del Mar. I believe it was the first race of the day. And this horse won. Like two-year-olds aren't really supposed to win. So um, it was an impressive race. So make sure they're, they're starting to pop out here. 113 time form uh, number for Heartland. Obviously, that's higher than anybody else. Again, these are just numbers that don't mean that much, but there is one way to kind of gauge, you know, the talent level. So Heartland, yeah, popped a pretty, pretty big race there on debut. Justify Colt, too, right? And that's justify. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's go to the next one here. Let's go to Colonial Downs. That's right. You heard it here first. Colonial Downs is on blinkers off, and we're going to race. <laughs> number eight i i I'm not, i won't get it. it's it's, it's so perfect the, the first colonial downs race that i can remember we covered on here that still silver knot is in the race race eight the secretary of stakes grade two five hundred thousand dollars for three-year-olds uh going one mile on the inner turf field of eight shows up here halterman five to two on negrock uh five to one on most stash northern vader eight to one six to one major dude uh more than looks at five to one and silver knot you're uh three to one horse where are you going here man yeah i'm not going silver knot but i'm kind of with kevin b it's like yeah i'll put him in the winner's circle since i'm yep. not going with him finally uh i would yeah, nagarok i think he bounces that. back i thought he ran uh, he was running a very good race and just for whatever reason just kind of fell a little bit flat in the stretch last time out i think he runs better here i like nagarok a lot and you know, on that day at Belmont that we were talking about where, where it looked like Nagarok was home free and got caught, a lot of those motion horses just didn't finish <laughs> that, that day. You know, one that you really needed, well, we both really needed, didn't finish either or later in the card. But I think Nagarok gets it done in this spot. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. So I appreciate that. Still not over that one. Um, listen, that was... I think that I think that uh, he's going to be awful tough to beat here. I'm going to go. I'm going to try to do so though. Give me the number at number five, Northern Northern Invader. Uh, give me a nice juice. I'm taking prices, FYI, at, on the uh, Colonial Downs card here. Uh, Northern Invader eight to one. Johnny Velasquez gets the mount, rode the horse on the turf debut last time out at Belmont Park in a mile, just right off the screen. I mean, I get it. It was a made special weight, um, but this horse definitely likes the turf more than the dirt so i thought that was an interesting move and it's an interesting move that to, to, to get this horse right over here to this a grade uh a grade one grade two i'm sorry secretariat race uh, out here gets some even though you know some might be you know like silver knot might be a below average or maybe they maybe they will maybe they weren't you know but 
definitely a step up from a made special weight. So the horse is going to have to be the goods. But I like the fact that John Velasquez, you know, jumps on back on, I should say, shows a lot of speed. So maybe this horse will be tough to hand, tough to run down late in the stretch. So I like the five Northern Invader. I like the price more than anything at eight to one. All right, let's go to the next race here. Race nine, the Beverly D. It's a grade one with $500,000 Phillies, mares, three-olds, and up going one, one, one and three sixteenth miles on the turf. And it is a Breeders' Cup winning her in for the Makers Mark Philly and Mare Turf this fall at Santa Anita. Field of seven shows up here. Fever over at two to one, three to one on Didia, uh, five to one on Gina Romantica, four to one on Romag. It's just give me the worst names. Ro- Romagna, Mia, eight to one on Missing Scene. That, that's the field, okay? Just pick the worst. Tough race. Uh, I went number five, Didia, on top in here. I, I think the source uh, obviously loves Colonial Downs. Two wins, uh, first two races over, or first two races in this country came at Colonial, and there were two nice wins. We then went to Fairgrounds and won. Then went to Churchill and won. And got second in a Grade One last time out at uh, Belmont Park in the New York, but got beat Randy by Ball. Market Segmentation and defeated McCulloch, a horse that came back to win. So. Didia for me, uh, there's some love in the chat for Didia as well. I, I I see why you love her. I mean, I do too. I think she's just always shows up with a big effort. Almost got the job done. This is another grade one, but it feels like it's a little bit weaker of a grade one than what she tried last time. So give me the five Didia on top. Definitely a cool horse. And I, I mean, obviously the, the running lines there of getting beat by McCulloch and or beating McCulloch and getting beat by market segmentation. who's a very good horse. I mean, nothing to be ashamed of. It's like, it's gotta be the only horses that are in these races that are like legitimate horses that have more than one start at colonial downs. And both of them are wins. Like that, the fact that she has that in her back pocket that, Hey, by the way, I've won twice at colonial downs is a nice little, uh, Oh, by the way, um, listen, I like the five. Give me the six though. Gina Romantica. I kind of have a feeling it's just kind of the Chad Brown. Like this horse is a horse that uh, he's liked for for quite a while since it's been moving on the turf. You know, this is a you know one on uh, the uh, the Grade One at Keeneland to end the the year last year, and then you know came back, ran at Monmouth uh, in June after after a long layoff, and just got a little tired late. So you got to think this horse is going to be better this time out. And the fact that, you know, Pratt, who rode this horse all of last year, gets back on the mount. Um, and, and it just kind of feels like Chad Brown's bringing him to Colonial and he's going to have a winner or two, right? And so it's, you mm-hmm. know, a matter of trying to pick the right one. But this is a million-dollar horse. She's ran well. She's a grade one winner. Give me the six, Gino, Gina Romantica. That's a, I think that's the biggest issue is which Chad Brown are you picking? Um, in a couple of these. Uh, all right. Race 10, the Arlington Million Stakes. The Arlington Million at Colonial Downs. Say that. And you probably never believed it a couple of years ago. Million dollars uh, going a mile and a quarter on the turf. Field of 11 lines up here, Halterman. And really, it's it's a tough race. I mean, 7-2 on a tone. I mean, I don't, I don't know many people that are, would have a lot of faith in her at that price uh, or him at that price. Five to one on Rock Emperor. I know you like that horse. Catnip, my boy Catnip, couldn't quite get it done last time out. Santine, dude, just a couple Chad Browns. Brad Cox is in here. <laughs> Chug, Maker, where are you going? Well, uh, it is a it's a great great race. There's no doubt about it from a betting standpoint. 
Um, I think there's a ton of speed in the race, so I do think that a closer is going to win it. Give me number six masterpiece on top at 12 to one. I, I think this horse second time for Rick Detro. Stop me if you've heard this before. Uh, second time for Rick Detro. I think this horse improves uh, at the, in this race. And I think he's got a ton of pace to run into. I think he gives it a run. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll get 12 to one. I don't know if he'll get all the way up there, but I'm going to take him here at, at this price. I think the six masterpiece is going to be tough to hold off. Um, it also should set up pretty well for the three uh, set piece as well. Another horse that likes to come from out of it. And the number five, Rock Emperor, who likes to come from out of it. I just couldn't swallow set piece of Rock Emperor. <laughs> I just didn't want to do it. Masterpiece, uh, not one that I've bet a whole lot during his career. So I'll take a shot with him here. Second timeout for Dutra. Dutra, man. When he's hot, he's hot. Got to play him. Let's see. I'm going to. I'm going to play against him here. Um, I'm going with a similar strategy, though. Just maybe different horse. Um, and, and this is a horse I've bet many times in the past. And 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 unfortunately, I'm still waiting to cash a ticket on. Um, how about the nine at Hadmo? Oh. I know. I know. Oh, Good friends don't let friends bet on a Hadmo. But you're going to let me because I'm going to do it. Um, listen. Hear me, hear me out. Here's oh why I'm doing it. One, the pace collapse. I think we, we can both agree on that. The other parts to this is this is a horse that since he got with with Chad Brown, went and, and finished second by Nostril uh, in the, at Fairgrounds. From there, he entered the horse straight to the Turf Classic, grade one, finished third. Straight to the Manhattan, grade one, finished second. Straight to the United Nations, a grade one. Straight to the Door Sword Dancer. Straight to the Turf Classic. All grade ones. This horse has done nothing but run in grade ones. If this horse sucked, he wouldn't continue running this horse in grade ones. And so I think this, this horse just needs... I mean, it's got to be there. I mean, this horse is... There's a reason he keeps running this horse. The pace collapsed. This horse has shown to run well at times. Has ran a 103, 104 buyer last year in the Manhattan in the United Nation. Winning the United Nation. So... Is, the, is it is it possible? I think the horse can do it. Is it like? Is it likely? I mean, uh, you know, it's ten to one. So let's take it. Let's take a shot. So, uh, uh, bottom line is like, if you're if you, you get a price, I mean, pretty much everyone you like here. I, I I'm not betting the tone at seven to two. I just I'll let that horse beat me right um, at that price. Set piece. I, not no, not really interested in set piece. Um, it's just it's hard to get excited about anyone in here. So I'm just gonna go with a horse that I think is gonna <laughs> gonna benefit from the pace set up, and hopefully the horse uh, shows up. So give me the nine at Admo. I I put the horse on the. I'm gonna. Well, I sh I haven't finalized it, but I've got the horse on the ticket because it's Pratt. It's Brown. The horse can close, and there's a lot of speed. But I I I kind of low-key hate him as well oh i don't low-key hate him i do hate him um <laughs> catnip will probably win although i kind of feel like catnip had his that was his chance that last yeah. time that was his Agreed. big race and couldn't quite get it done and yeah <laughs> kevin we do like it's scary how like if there's a like a horse like we're never gonna get this one home so I would appreciate it. I'll just let me know and I'll do it the same if you need me to. We'll probably both do the same thing over the other one's gonna keep it and the horse will win. We won't make any money off of it. So <laughs> <laughs> um but that's you, the spirit. 
<laughs> what about Rock Emperor? Who's gonna? Who do you like more, Rock Emperor or Hadmo? <laughs> uh, Rock Emperor. Ugh. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna argue with you, but either that's a weird question to ask. Anything, anyways. Yeah. You know? I don't like either one. I just think it's in there. I think it's in there somewhere with a headmo. And you know, the other, the other like weird one is Santine. Like, is it in there with him still? I don't know. Maybe not. But he's obviously been. He can win. I mean, he won this race. Was it last year? Well, um, I don't understand why they brought him into the like took what? him to the dirt. Like, that the was only weird. Ran, like, here, there's what's wild about him. It's like, and it's like not like. I mean, it's good dolphin. It's Brandon Walsh. Like, it's not like they don't know what they're doing. I mean. Right. Horse has only ran three times on the turf since winning a grade one. And it's just like they just went. In fact, not only did they run in the dirt the last two, they threw in a they threw in a synthetic in there. Yeah. And it's just it's weird. Like, I, I don't know. I don't either. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if that could that horse win, I, I think the, the, the question here is, could that horse win? I think you could make a case for almost all of them. Could that horse win here? Yeah, sure. I mean. What if this sits a 10? Win for the money. 20 to 1. Mark Cassidy. His horse has been undefeated on the turf. Maybe gets out in the lead. Doesn't look back. Good. Could. Could. Unlikely, but could. All right. Uh, I've got a Hadmo. There you go. A Hadmo <laughs> runs in the back of the pack. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We got Delmar. Let's do Delmar. I don't know about him. But, you know, we're, we're price hunting here. All right, let's go to Del Mar for the final one here. Race 9, the Yellow Ribbon Handicap Grade 2. We're 250K for Phillies and Mares, 3-year-olds and up. Uh, going one, one 16th miles on the turf. Field of 7 lines up here. And, dude, it's uh, it's one of those races that the, the highest price is 8-1. to one. I mean, it's just, it's pretty pretty evenly matched here across the board. The lowest price is only 5-2 to two on closing remarks on the inside. So it seems like a pretty wide-open race from a betting standpoint and as well on paper. So where are you going? I'm going with the highest price. I'm going to go with the number two, Turner Loose, on top here at eight to one. Uh, look, the source is going to Phil Diamato, who is the king of the turf out at uh, Del Mar and Santa Anita. I am going with Turner Loose. I think this horse comes in from you know the Kentucky Circuit, now getting on the turf here in California. I think they'll put some more speed into this horse. I think they'll really try to ride her out of the gate hard and try to get her positioning. Um, some of her best races have been when she's done that. Give me Turner loose, Jared. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a flyer here at eight to one. Yeah, you know I honestly I, I don't hate it. I almost picked the horse um, just because of a lot of you know East Coast horse or or, or or maybe not East Coast, but this you know the Kentucky area shifting to wet. You know it typically does well on the, do well on the turf. Plus you get a, a, the motto is awesome. Um, has any great meat? I don't know. Like you. You would think the horse would improve, and maybe he will or, or she will. But um, I don't know. I thought it was a it, you know didn't really put on a great you know I, like a, no I'm saying he's a bad jockey, but doesn't they don't win a lot together or don't ride a lot together. So I, I, I don't know what to make of that. He also has two others in the race, so maybe that's why because you know he's got his kind of regular ones on those. But um, I thought that was a kind of a, a, maybe or maybe it's a sneak you know just a way to get sneaky. a better price being sneaky. very very sneaky. Yep. Um, but no, I don't hate the pick at all. I kind of went back and forth, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna try to do that. It's like I'm gonna beat this horse. I'm gonna beat, the, try to beat this horse, and then I ultimately went 
with the favorite. <laughs> the one. Closing remarks. You know, the class alone, this horse has just been really classy um, for uh, really the last year or two. And, you know, this is a horse that definitely needs this kind of cutback, um, needs this kind of distance, needs uh, this grade uh, as far as not going running the grade ones grade two so this is where this horse need belongs so i i think this horse is going to rebound i like Raspoli getting the mount here as well i think that's a nice move from from gain so I'll, give me the one closing remarks how about this but before we go past this race how it's like as this seems like this happened a couple times this meet at, at del mar baffert just randomly throws in a, a horse that's been running on dirt into the turf Mm -hmm. um, Ganadora, the horse that million dollar horse that had a lot of hype as a as a uh, three year old and, and really as a two year old and, and so this is a, it never really panned out um, and now is, is is now with uh, Baffert or now on the turf with Baffert so uh, why that's not a great angle <laughs> uh, for Baffert yeah. but it's interesting you you got it that you would think that there's she'll she'll put some speed in the race. I think she will put speed in the race. I think this could be a, well, let's just try anything at this point type of situation. You know, eight starts, only three wins. Like, say, purchase for a million. Maybe yep. we can get a little bit something out of her on the turf. I I don't look at the pedigree and go, oh, turf is going to be great for this horse. Well, and it's a Baffert, you know, it's a, like, a, like you said, a million-dollar horse. So you got to think they're running. They're they're looking for those big big races, the big great yep. ones. And let's be honest, Lebray finished fifth, beaten six, got smoked. Uh, Beholder Mile, Grade One, got smoked. You know, and then even came ran an allowance race, got smoked. And it's just like <laughs> something's off with the horse now. Not to say the horse was ever like a superstar, but she so she so she did sh like show some signs uh, of being a pretty good horse. And then obviously everything's out. And, yeah, you definitely throw shit against the wall, as Christopher would say. Right. Um, here, but there you go. I got closing remarks. You've got turn or loose. <laughs> all right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our handicap products page. Click the Get Racing News premium button in the menu at racingnews.com to learn more. Remember, go check out that best bets page. Also, there on the main menu, the Racing Dudes are on Twitter at, at Racing underscore Dudes. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook as well. You can find all episodes of the Blinkers Off. By visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places you listen to a pod, we are on there, as well as the Magic Mike Show, who also did a little Del Mar action. They did a Del Mar Saturday Pick 5 preview, so not, if you, not only do you want this race, um, but you want that Pick 5 sequence as well on Saturday at Del Mar. Um, Magic and Samich covered that for you, so go check out the Magic Mike Show, uh, available on and all the same places you listen to Blinkers Off. Final thoughts, Halterman. Uh, NFL starts back up. Well, I mean, I guess technically had the Hall of Fame game last week, but preseason, we're on, man. Yeah. Um, did not look at the preseason. But, uh, yeah, I, I, they are playing. Uh, evidently, C.J. Stroud did not look good today, but oh, it doesn't really matter. These games don't count, so he'll look better. But I'm not – you know, it's funny. Like, they, they drafted a lot of quarterbacks in the draft. I don't really love any of them, so it'll be interesting to see how they actually play. Um, but yeah, it's, it's here. So that's great. And at, we were talking earlier, it's like Travers day is always kind of this weird situation where you get out your phone at noon and it's like, Oh shit. Like there's a college football game going on. Like there's, there's yeah. th those eight or nine or 10 weird college football games, just random ones. They throw in for like week zero. 
And then once they hit the line at the Travers, you're like, okay, I guess it's football season now because <laughs> we're now college football opening week is here. And, uh, and then we'll have uh, NFL the week after. So it's almost back. Well, shit, man. I got that week, the week prior, um, or I guess the week of Travers week is when Cohen starts back to school. And it's just yeah. like, you know, he'll be in school and Travers and then football. And it's just like, before you know, it'll be Halloween. So it's just, uh, it, it, and before you know, the Breeders' Cup. So it's just, it seems like it's crazy how fast it goes after, um, Saratoga, well, after Travers, especially. But yeah, yeah. um, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, there's a lot of new faces. I know it happens every year, but there's a lot of new faces, a lot of new, you know, whether it be rookies, um, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, the trades and things like that, seeing, you know, Garoppolo and where he, you know, with him in the, in our division now and what um, Derek Carr is going to do. Uh, do you, you saw some pictures of Derek Carr? Like he apparently got ripped in the off season. <laughs> um, there, there you go. Which by the way, Vicky, I've got to, I got to set that. I always, when, when August rolls around, I think she, cause I'm the commissioner in our league. I'm like, shit, I got to schedule that. And I saw the funniest video the other day. It was like, I'm not even gonna try to explain it, but basically it was saying like everyone else is happy it's here. The commissioner's thinking shit. We gotta ever gotta work with ten other people's schedules, and it's always like, well, I can do this this day. It's like, well, I can't do it that day. And Halterman's yeah. at OU game this day, and so and so. You know, it's like shit. We'll just do it on a. Like, it always ends up it's like Tuesday night at 8 p.m. or something. You know, it's just like yeah. we'll just get it over with. But we always try to do ours. I always try to do ours like as close as I can to week one because of injuries, because of it, you know, injuries in preseason, things like that. So I try to wait as long as possible. Um, we'll wait. We'll wait for our predictions coming. We'll do that before the actual regular season starts. But I'm excited that it's here. It's uh, I'm ready for fall. I really am. I'm I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of over the, the summer, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm I from a from a parent perspective, I'm definitely dreading fall because I'm I've enjoyed summer and the no you know, not having routines and going to the pool all day and, yeah. you know, doing fun stuff and with the boys. And, but the other part of me is like, these, they need to get, they need to get to school. Like I'm ready. <laughs> they need to be crying cause they're in school. So I don't want to hear it. I know. I know it'll be Cooper. I'm sure we'll see some appearances from over the, over the summer, but yeah. poor Cohen gotta go to school. Um, yep. anything else going on this weekend you got going on? Nope. We got Quiet two weekends of, of laid back, and then we're back in Saratoga, my friend. So I know. Rest up. I I know. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh well, I hope it's gonna be fun. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be fun. I'm just gonna hope. Should we tell like so I think we should do a drawing, draw straws. Are we are we in fact staying at Ricky's bungalow in in Saratoga? We have to. We literally have to. So, so there's a two day fish concert happening at Saratoga the weekend of the Travers. So it's fish. stay at Ricky's place or stay in Plattsburgh. Your choice. I guess Ricky's place. It's got. It's got to happen. But listen, it's Ricky's parents' place, and Ricky lives there. And so there's Ricky's parents' room basically, and then there's and then there's Airbnb. It's not like we're like just going there to stay. Like yeah. they were Airbnb in it already, and you know we they gave us first dibs, but um, 
and it's like, or Ricky's room. We're gonna have to draw straws, my friend. I'll just. I, I don't know how I could feel. I mean, I might sleep on the floor if we have so, the time. I've been in the apartment. It's extremely nice, right? But they did like corner Ricky off into this, like they quarantined him <laughs> off into this corner. So, what I think we should probably do, they got this huge couch. Somebody take the couch, somebody take his parents' room, and let's just caution tape that part. That part off, yeah. I don't. I don't think either one of us could sleep at night in that room. I couldn't. My skin's crawling just thinking about it. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh wow! I'm not oh, doing okay. it. No, I, I'm. I'm already telling you, I'm not doing it. Like, and I was gonna like you. You know, you usually like you set up the 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 hotels or the Airbnbs or whatever. So I usually let yeah. you just you know you take. Or if Heather's with us or whatever, like just take you know the master or whatever. I'm fine. It's just me. And yeah, this was a case where I was like, I'm gonna fight you on this one. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to fight if there's if you think you're getting not getting Ricky's room. I, I'm not. I'm not going in there. So <laughs> it's like it'll. It's fine. I'll it's sleep like on the, the scary, couch. It's like the scary movies, you know, where it's like the one room that's haunted and like they just don't go. It's like we don't. We don't speak of that room. It's like no. Yeah, I'm not doing it. They have a they have a huge TV where the couch is, so I, that's that's fine. We can All do right. that. Yeah, the couch. We can do the couch. Then yeah. one of us do the couch. One of us do the. Yeah, we'll, we'll no, only be there a few nights. I'm not going in his room. There's no way. Boy, that's a, that's a relief. Yeah, I'm not even gonna. I, I prefer not to see it. So that's that's, that's fine. Um, and by the way, I didn't even know fish was still a thing. I didn't even know who fish was. So I knew who fish was. Um, but yeah, Vicky, we do too. Okay. No, I, I don't have any questions because I know all the answers, but like, well, to that point, it's like, there's some questions you don't want answers to, but he tells me anyway. So. <laughs> and honestly, I'm, I'm equally as afraid of, of when he's there alone or with friends. So I, I'm not it's not like it's not even about like oh do you believe him if if he really you know it's like I believe him I mean or I don't like either way it sucks. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, hey, Ricky, you, you probably logged off by now, or else we'd be seeing a comment from you. But um, we do appreciate the place, and and uh, yes, we like you, man. But uh, I just don't want to sleep in your in your room. Okay, so I think that's fair. Fair. More than fair. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, on that note, let's wrap this sucker up. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. We're not, and we're not staying in Ricky's room. All right, guys. Good luck. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, 
Never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. Shut out a punch you square in the face. I hope you stay still when you sleep, because I'm putting a rat trap between your legs. I'm going to take a pillowcase and fill it full of bars of soap and beat the shit out of you. 